Chapter 19 of Grace Harlow with the Yankee Shock Boys at St. Quentin by Jessie Graham Flower. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Ashley Jane. Chapter 19 At Her Journey's End. Where am I? Grace sat up and gazed about her. She was on a cot in a dugout, that much she realised in her first waking glance. There were other cots there, and a surgeon was examining the tags on the men, these tags indicating the nature of their wounds and where they were to be taken. It was an American dressing station, an evacuation post, as she discovered almost instantly. The realisation of this filled the heart of Captain Grace with joy. "'Lieutenant!' she called in an excited voice. The surgeon turned sharply. "'Oh, it's you, is it?' was his terse response. "'I must see a line officer at once.' "'You will see him in good time. "'I understand you were picked up coming from the German lines.' "'Grace's face flushed at the implication. "'Will you listen to me, sir? "'I am a runner. "'I have a message for headquarters "'that means the saving or the loss of a whole regiment.' I must have attention. Grace dragged herself from the cot and tried to stand up, but fell back half fainting. She wondered what was the matter with her head. It felt unusually large, and darting pains were shooting through and through it. She placed a hand to her head, the mere touch of which caused her to groan. You say you are a runner? demanded the surgeon. Yes, sir. "'Won't you please send for someone or let me go with an orderly? "'This means life or death.' "'I'll send for someone,' replied the surgeon. "'I am ordered to hold you here for investigation.' "'Hurry, hurry!' Grace sank back dizzy and sick. Up to this point she had not reflected over her position or how she got there. All at once she recalled the figure that she had seen towering over her out there in the wire, the upraised rifle, and then darkness. I must have been struck with the butt of the soldier's rifle, she murmured. If that be true, how did I come here? Lieutenant, may I ask where I am? You may not, he returned shortly. Thank you, you are most considerate. The surgeon did not even look at her. She had observed, however, that he had summoned an orderly and sent him away with a message. A few moments passed, then an officer entered the dugout. He was a captain. "'Where is the woman?' he demanded brusquely. The surgeon pointed to Grace, whereupon the officer stepped over and stood frowning down upon her. "'Are you the woman who was taken while trying to get into the American lines?' he demanded. "'I am. Are you a line officer?' "'Yes. What do you wish to say?' "'That Colonel Mortimer and the Blues are surrounded seven kilometres from the objective that they were supposed to reach. They are south of the indicated objective and have only enough ammunition to last them a few hours, but they are fighting like wild men. "'Who are you?' demanded the captain. Grace Gray, ambulance driver. 
My car was blown up at post seven, night before last, whereupon I went out with the litter men to give what assistance I could, for they were short-handed, owing to many having been killed or wounded. How did you chance to be with the blues? Grace explained that she had been in the wire when she was put out by shock, that she had been picked up by a tank in command of Lieutenant Smith, with whom she went on until the tank met with disaster, that she and the commanding officer, the sole survivors from the tank, had been picked up by the blues and stood on their feet, as Grace expressed it. A most remarkable story, observed the officer, plainly sceptical, though some of the things she mentioned were landmarks that the officer recognised. Has it not occurred to you that Colonel Mortimer would be most unlikely to send a woman on a mission of this sort, that he would not have sent a verbal message unless it were impossible to write one, at least to send his signature? Colonel Mortimer did not send me. I came after he had refused his permission for me to go. He already had sent out several runners, but did not believe they had succeeded in getting through. Just before I left he directed two more to be sent out. If they have arrived, they have verified all that I have told you. If they have not, all the more reason why you should consider carefully the message I bring. Can't you see, sir, that I am an American, that I have suffered everything but going west to get here? Those men must have support, or they are lost, sir, she cried, raising herself on one elbow. A most extraordinary story, Mrs. Gray. I will investigate it, of course, but in the meantime you will be held for investigation. How long have you been in the service? Since the early spring. I came over with the Overton College unit and have been on or near the front line most of the time since arriving in France. Don't investigate too much, Captain. Act. Pardon my adopting this tone to you, but it is urgent that something be done. Unless word is gotten to the Ozzies, they will not find the Blues, and they cannot hold out many hours longer. I beg of you to do something. The officer regarded her thoughtfully for a few seconds. Then, turning on his heel, he hurriedly left the dugout. Grace sank back, exhausted. Lieutenant, what hit me? She questioned when she observed the surgeon looking down at her. I understand that the butt of a rifle in the hands of a husky doughboy came in contact with your head, madam. He saw you in the wire, and being in a German uniform, wearing a German helmet, he smacked you with the butt of the rifle. Lucky for you that he didn't kill you. The blow surely would have sent you west had it not been for the helmet. That was what saved you. I heard what you said to the captain. If the half of it is true, you ought to have the Congressional Medal. But if it isn't true, the firing squad. Grace finished for him. I agree with you as to the latter statement. It is all true, sir, and you know it is. I am inclined to believe it is. Where is your station? Field Hospital Number 1. Ah, who is the commanding officer there? Major Price. Why didn't you tell that to the captain? Demanded the surgeon, now somewhat aroused. I did not think of it. My mind is somewhat confused from the rap I got. 
Then again I was too eager to convince him that the Blues were in a desperate situation. I'll see if I can reach him, announced the surgeon. Calling a messenger, he sent a note to the captain advising him to call up the field hospital for identification of the prisoner, for Grace Harlow Gray was a prisoner, and she knew it full well, a prisoner in her own lines. Captain Barton is an intelligence officer, he informed her. If you have been about the front all this time, you must expect such men to be suspicious of every person who does other than normal things. Grace grinned. I hope this bump isn't going to lay me up, sir. I do not think so. I should, however, advise you to lay off for a day or two, at least until the swelling is somewhat reduced. Are any ambulances from number one running to this station? Yes. Do you think I can be spared to go in one of them? She questioned half whimsically. That will depend upon what Captain Barton decides to do with you, replied the surgeon gravely. Here is the messenger now. What is it? Captain Barton left the station hurriedly just before I reached his office, announced the orderly, saluting. The surgeon shrugged his shoulders. You understand, Mrs. Gray? Yes. That being the case, I think I will try to get some sleep, announced Grace. Just a moment, please. I will treat the bump on your head first. Then you are welcome to get to sleep, if you think you can sleep in this place. I can sleep anywhere. Thank you. I shall have to ask you to give me your pledge that you will not try to leave. I am responsible for you. You understand my position? Perfectly, sir. I promise that I shall not leave this dugout without first speaking to you answered Grace, then promptly dropped off to sleep. It was in the small hours of the morning that she was awakened by loud talking in the dugout. Her next conscious thought was that a familiar voice was speaking. Awful mess, the voice was saying. Machine guns along the roads, dead boshes and live boshes everywhere. Worst mix-up of the whole war. Any news? The surgeon shook his head casting a quick glance toward the cot and grinning when he discovered that the prisoner patient was wide awake and staring at the newcomer. "'Hello, Jimmy Baldwin,' called Captain Grace, having recognised in the visitor an old friend and fellow ambulance driver. Jimmy wheeled sharply. "'Eh? What's this? Who are you?' "'You should know me by this time.' "'Well, by all the statutes of Potsdam,' "'If it isn't Captain Grace,' exclaimed Jimmy, stepping over and grasping both of Grace's hands. "'Slacking, eh? So that's the way you drive an ambulance, is it?' Then, discovering the lump on her head, Jimmy suddenly changed his tone. "'You have been hurt. I heard that you were missing. What happened?' "'A friendly doughboy hit me over the head with the butt of a rifle.' answered Grace, smiling a little wanly, though the colour had come into her face when Jimmy began speaking. "'Do you know this woman, Mr. Baldwin?' interjected the surgeon. "'No, Grace Harlow Gray. "'Ask me something that isn't so easy. "'Who doesn't know her? "'Ask me that and you'll have given me a poser. "'Of course I know her. "'What's the joke? "'The surgeon is trying to establish my identity.' 
You see, I am being detained as a suspicious person, Jimmy. Don't doubt it. Don't doubt it. Almost anybody who pulled off the stunts that you do would be sent to jail for life, granting that he or she escaped the firing squad. Doc, this young woman is all right. If Major Price hears that she is being detained as a suspicious character, he'll have a court-martial upon you. I am acting under Captain Barton's orders, Baldwin. Where's Barton? demanded Jimmy impulsively. I'm only a corporal, but what's rank when it comes to a friend being in trouble? Called away on an important matter. Perhaps Mrs. Gray will enlighten you. What have you been up to this time, Captain Grace? demanded Jimmy. Caught coming from the German lines. Is that all? Why, visiting the Bosch at home has become a habit with you. Didn't suppose anyone would give a second thought to your going over the line. Let's have the story. Grace gave it to him briefly. Good yarn, he observed when she had finished. Nothing to cause Barton and the doctor get excited. Going back with me? Grace shook her head. Not until Captain Barton releases me. Look here, Doc. Let's get this thing straight. Mean to say that you refuse to let Captain Grace go back to her station until some time in the distant future when Captain Barton gets back. Is that it? Don't blame the lieutenant, begged Grace. He is acting under orders just the same as you are. I shall remain here without protest until I am officially released, declared Grace with emphasis. You will. I am off for my station. But mark me. Within two hours from now, there's going to be an explosion in this vicinity beside which a Bosch 220 will sound like a pop-gun on the morning of July 4th. The explosion that Jimmy had forecasted came somewhat sooner than he had promised. End of chapter 19 Recording by Ashley Jane